0: Hello and welcome to episode 5 of It's The Little Things. I'm your host, Teeny Doe. I want to start off by apologizing. It has been way too long since my last episode, but I am so excited to get back into this. So many things have just gotten in the way, whether it be physical health or circumstances or work. There's been so many obstacles, but I think a lot of things have finally settled down enough so that way I can actually have the time and the means and the energy to sit down and record again. So thank you to everyone for being so patient and giving me a warm welcome back on Instagram. I really appreciate it a lot. I am once again pondering a name change and nothing too dissimilar to what I'm currently using. It just doesn't roll off the tongue very well when I'm recording these. So, maybe just like, I don't know, creating a different alias in addition to my current username or just changing my current username altogether. Who knows, maybe I will have come to a decision by the end of recording this. So, stay tuned to find out my new name. I guess potentially, we'll see. So, in previous episodes, I've done weekly favorites. However, I think I need to do a monthly favorites because it's been over a month since the last time I talked to you guys. Honestly, so much has happened and I haven't really had time to sit down and think about the things that I enjoy, the little things in life, if you will. But this last week has been a lot easier and I've been able to recount a lot of things that I really appreciate and I'm so excited to share this week's or this month's favorites. So I want to start with music melanie martinez dropped the new album portals and oh my gosh i am obsessed i'm not even kidding i was not really into melanie's music before but this album i don't know like it, i am entranced there's no skips for me okay maybe one Maybe one. But overall, I just really like it. And yes, I do have a few favorites, one of them being Nymphology. I love The Contortionist, Fairy Soiree. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. And then Evil. Evil is such a good song. And just the whole concept and artistry of this rebirth is so, it is so amazing. And I really have always applauded Melanie for her artistry and the concepts. And I can't say necessarily that the music is super different than what she used to put out, but at the very least, I have changed enough to the point where I really enjoy Melanie's music. So I have gone back a little bit and listened to previous albums and I'm like, oh okay, I kind of get it now. I have a much more open mind. I will say though, Portals as well as Melanie's other previous albums are definitely a bit different than what I typically listen to. So people change, tastes change, and I think that's really cool. Okay, my second monthly favorite is Laser Focus Gummies by Ollie. I had originally bought a little jar container of these gummies for my partner because I saw a TikTok online about how it's basically like over-the-counter ADHD meds, and I know that's a really like tall claim, okay, but I asked him if he was interested interested. interested and he was interested so I got it for him and he likes them. They actually really help and I don't have ADHD but I still tried it anyway and yes it does work for me so well. If I wasn't terrified of developing a tolerance for them I would have like five every day because I just get so much done. I can just really really focus like it does exactly what it says it's supposed to do and the flavor is more than tolerable. It is good. It's like fruity orange. You know, because I'm like really picky with medicine flavors, otherwise, I would just throw up. You know, if it was anything else, okay. My last monthly obsession, which is honestly pretty much just this week, is water talk and my Stanley Cup. So, let me give a little story. I did not stumble upon Water Talk. Water Talk did not really find me. But you know what did end up on my For You page? Was people slandering Water Talk before I even knew what it was. And of course, when everyone's dogpiling and hating, I have to see. I have to see what it's about because I always want to believe that they're just hating for no reason, you know? And lo and behold, it's amazing, like, making water more fun, especially for those of us who really struggle to drink normal water. And we love our sugary sweet drinks. Like I'm literally obsessed with lemonade, for example. So after watching a few videos of these people with their Stanley cups and everything, I bought some drops of strawberry lemonade from what was it? I think Safeway. And then I also got like these little lemonade powder packets. However, I did not have a Stanley cup yet that comes next i went to work the this week at some point and i left my water bottle at home for like the millionth time and this time i was actually like so pissed off about it so on my break i went to whole foods and i bought a stanley cup they happen to have a cute blue pastel blue color which is my favorite color i saw it i thought about it for maybe like half a second and then I grabbed it and checked out. Then I filled it up with ice and water from the Whole Foods water dispenser thing and then I put some drops of the strawberry lemonade in it and that was the best $45 I have ever spent in my life I will say. Now I carry it with me like everywhere like I cannot stop. I need to wash it. I really need to wash it. I've just been refilling it. God I'm gross. I'm sorry but yeah I am obsessed with it and it's amazing and it literally keeps my water so cold that I actually got a brain freeze. If that isn't first world problems, I don't know what is. So those have been my weekly slash monthly favorites. And now I want to get into the prompts that inspired this topic. So I know that I kept posting polls asking what you guys wanted the next episode's topic to be about and I kept pitting the what eventually became the winner up against today's topic and I feel like so many of you even though you weren't winning you were voting for this topic and I felt honestly kind of bad and I want to talk about it anyway. So for this episode I didn't add a new poll to pit up against this topic. I decided I'm just gonna do it anyway and then we We will do more polls in the future, but I really just wanted to take the time on this topic. So It is very similar to another episode, Um, I will use the second one, my aesthetic inspo coquette. So the prompts are like pretty much the same. Aesthetic community commentary, different hairstyles, color palette, and inspirations for fashion, people asking me where I get my clothes from and questions about home and room decor. All of those I want to tackle in this episode. So without further ado, let's get started. Although I didn't always know what the kawaii aesthetic was, I can definitely look back on my childhood and see very defining points of, I guess, inspiration. And it still translates to present day. Of course, always loved the pastel colors. I loved anything cute. I started collecting stuffed animals literally from the minute I was born. And although I had some more realistic stuffed animals, I also had some stuffed animals that would be considered, you know, kawaii. I think a big thing that I have to mention is my obsession with Sanrio and Hello Kitty from a really young age. I would watch and re-watch the TV shows and the movies over and over again. And of course, loved having all the merchandise that came with it. And I would say it was Very much so the same when it came to Studio Ghibli Films. Just such a core part of my childhood and it brings me so much nostalgia. And I just love how they're all still a huge part of my life today. What's so surprising is that I literally did not watch any anime or read any manga as a kid. I accidentally just avoided all of that, I guess. But as an adult, of course, I have gotten into it. When I was in middle school, I recall the chibi art style being super popular, it plagued my middle school. And although sometimes they were a little creepy with their little beady eyes and their little tiny smiles, I would replicate the art style a lot. And my friends at the time liked it. So it just became a part of my life. That art style was also on a lot of t-shirts too. So of course it just, it just kind of stuck around, I guess. And at that point, I still was so pleasantly unaware of the kawaii community at large. I just had no idea, but I still found a way to participate in these styles even at a young age. And although I did also participate in other alternative and darker styles off and on throughout my younger years and my teenage years too, I always found my way back to pastel colors, back to the kawaii aesthetics, and eventually I got access to the internet and started replicating what I saw online. I think it was in 2018 when I really started to look into kawaii fashion and harajuku fashion and like looking at inspiration actually from japan i didn't really have like money yet to buy all the clothes i wanted but i started finding little things on amazon when just searching up like kawaii skirt kawaii clothes etc i think at that point yes google images were a huge source of inspiration but also instagram as well oh and of course the youtube youtubers definitely um the two that come to mind first are the stitches and sweet hime i'm sure there's more but those are the two that i can think of right now But yeah, I was watching them for a few years there, and somewhere in there, that's when I made my TikTok account. I'm pretty sure at some point, Sweet, he may actually follow me back, and I was, like, fangirling so hard. like oh my gosh you're my idol but yeah I mean through my I guess TikTok influencer era I was getting lots of inspiration from YouTube and also from Pinterest and I didn't really get a lot on TikTok itself but you know what's honestly kind of crazy is that I feel like the best outfits that I've ever put together were not inspired from like a single photo or a single person either I just started collecting pieces pieces that I really liked and I just started sharing shifting them around and putting them together and experimenting. Because at the end of the day, it wasn't like I was trying to replicate specific outfits. I don't think I ever was. It was about creating a vibe. It was about creating happiness within myself and surrounding myself with happy, pretty pink things. I feel like I have definitely gone the more, I don't know, like I've been a lot more into vintage things, into dolly stuff, dollcore, but I always like keep that bit of kawaii in there you know? Something that I kind of wonder about is the e-girl aesthetic and where that began. Like, I know it's like a Twitch thing, okay, but I just remember going out of my way of making what I thought to be at least semi-original ideas and outfits and finding things, I guess, that were unique to me. And then as I got more and more popular on, you know, TikTok, I remember seeing more and more people with like the exact same things as me. And, And I'm not trying to gatekeep. I think that's really cool. But it made me wonder, did I just like fall victim to the algorithm in various, I don't know, shops and just started following, unbeknownst to me, following like the e-girl trend? Or was I also inspiring other people? I don't really know. Am I an e-girl or am I the e-girl? i don't know i'm inclined to believe that i absolutely mean nothing to everybody i'm an insignificant person but there was just something very special about scrolling on my for you page and seeing someone putting together the exact same outfit with the exact same audio as me i love seeing that if They were inspired by me i just i love that that makes my heart flutter and i don't know it's really cool and if i had absolutely nothing to do with that and i'm literally just another e-girl then okay that's also cool too (laughs) you know what it reminds me of though it reminds me of a point in time i remember i think it was like in middle school i started putting bows in my hair like well before anybody else started to or at least I convinced myself that like everybody who put bows in their hair after I started doing it was following me and not becoming a victim to like a fashion trend online because here's the thing I didn't have access to the internet yet so like I wasn't inspired by something else I didn't know what was trending so I don't know am I crazy possibly probably I think I am and throughout my entire time of being on the internet as a figure of sorts I've always been asked where I get a lot of stuff With my whole like dolly, dollcore, and coquette stuff, it's a lot harder because most of that stuff is thrifted. However, quite a bit of the more kawaii stuff are from shops online, taobao, and gifted through amazon or stuff I bought on amazon myself. Honestly though, a lot of it is literally just layering basics that you can get from target or amazon and then having a statement piece that you can get from a smaller shop or directly from brand sites themselves like sanrio for example so definitely feel a lot better about sharing links for those ones because at least i know that they exist and they're accessible to you now if you're ever wondering where i got something from feel free to ask and if it's from amazon then that means it's also on a list that I made on my Amazon account. Basically, everything that I buy or that was gifted to me that's kind of like, I don't know, cutesy or maybe you want it, it's gonna be there. Link in the description. And yeah, that's not just clothes. That's also home and room decor, as well as just like cute appliances, you know? So very quickly, I want to talk about like, I guess how I build my outfits and the kind of things I'm trying to achieve, like the silhouette, the color schemes etc so of course there is a huge dependence on weather and what it permits circumstances what i'll be doing the activities but definitely one of my go-to's would be a skirt like a cute little pleated skirt and then some kind of bodysuit or even a crop top something a little tighter up at the top and then nine times out of ten, a sweater or a cardigan to kind of get rid of the snatchness of the waist, if you will. I definitely love the looser and more bellowy looks when it comes to kawaii fashion. I don't know, like I just like to hide my curves a little bit more, I guess. And if it's too hot for all of those layers, then a cute baggy shirt is always great. I think I've mentioned this before in another episode, but fleece tights, oh my gosh, yes, a must for the winter when I still want to wear Skirts, but some cute leggings or sweats are also good too for the colder weather. I love platform shoes, chunky boots, chunky shoes, creepers, Mary Jane's, anything platform that it gives me that little bit of height but also makes me look kind of smaller, I guess, in a way. Definitely makes me feel oh so cute. But above all else, I think what really makes the outfit is the accessories. I have some Sanrio jewelry that I love pairing with these outfits. Bags and purses are an absolute must. I have a Roll backpack. I have a My Melody backpack. I have a pom-pom purin crossbody. And then, yes, the hair clips. The hair, the little pigtails. Like, there's just so many different things things you could do. One of my favorite things to do honestly though is having a theme like picking a Sanrio character for example and just being decked out in all things with that character's face on it or just inspired by their color palette like my cinema bodysuit and some cute blue shoes then a cinema backpack with the little pouches that have cinema face on it my cinema keychain a blue water bottle a Blue Apple Watch wristband. Maybe even putting on my bunny ears that just so happen to look like Cinema Rolls puppy ears. Just so many layers. Oh my gosh, and my Cinema Roll phone case, duh. Even if it's not something that other people can see, just knowing that I have it is just ah oh, makes me so happy. And similar to building outfits with like that theme, sometimes I will dedicate an entire shelf or a section of a wall to just one character. And it is just so great. I love it. If I'm gonna wear a dress and and I want it to be on the more like kawaii side, I will usually opt for a looser silhouette. There once was a time where I loved the fit and flair. I would even just do like t-shirts with like a tight Waistband on a skirt, but that's just not really me anymore. If you remember those days on TikTok, shout out to you. You're a real one. You're an OG. But yeah, looser dresses that don't have a super like sharp and snatched silhouette. Definitely the way to go for me these days. To sum it up, I pretty much want roundness when it comes to this Kawaii style. I like the round toed shoes instead of the pointy shoes. I like things to be a little looser and more loose fitting than things that are super tight and find my body. I think I want to spend the rest of this episode talking about the kawaii community and my commentary on it, but similar to Coquette, I am not like a huge part of the community honestly. I mostly just experience it through other people, through my friends who are much more a part of it. Like yes, I participate in it, I use the hashtags, I admire and follow people, I post my own stuff too. But. As I don't know. I'm not like the same kind of invested as some of my friends in the same way that I'm not like super invested in any community, if we're being honest. But I do a lot of observing and my observations are part of the reason I stay out of discourse and things like that. But it would be really cool to do a meetup with some people who are also into the things that I am into. That sounds awesome. So I don't know. We will see where that goes. But yes, let me get into the actual Commentary. The first thing that comes to mind is the consumerism, the overconsumption of all of these toys and decorations and clothes that are not meant to last. There's this ongoing chase, this chase for the next cute thing. And especially if you're a content creator, then you constantly have to get new things or else you kind of fall off, you know? People want to see new things. They want to see reviews. They want to see honesty. They want to see new shiny things. They want to be told what to get and what not to get. What's worth it and what's not. And I think the point of my current Instagram and the current direction of my online presence is definitely not that. I want to stay as far away from that as possible. I like the things that I have already. I don't need new things. But I watch my own friends and other people in the kawaii community, in the collector's community, and adjacent communities as well fall into that trap. Whether they are influencers themselves having way too many things and feeling that pressure, or you're a part of an audience. You know, the audience of watching people have all these cool things, including myself like watching my own friends and other people I admire get the coolest kawaii stuff is just, well, I have to live through them, I guess. But it's tempting, it's tempting to just spend all of my money on cute plushes and toys and sweaters with little bears on them, you know? So this next bit of commentary involves the word infantilization, and I know that's such an overused buzzword these days, but please just hear me out, okay? There's a couple of different perspectives and angles that one can take on this term in regards to the kawaii community, and I want to address both of them because I think both of them have some valid points. So I want to start by saying that the way somebody dresses is not an invitation to infantilize them, to treat them as less than, to impose expressions, Explicit context onto them. It is unfortunate that people associate You typically feminine things with children, you know, or at least trying to infantilize oneself. But here's the thing, even if there are, let's say, motifs from child shows in somebody's aesthetic and wardrobe, that still doesn't mean that they are a child, that they want to be a child, that they want to be treated like a child, you know? So case in point, don't infantilize people that dress in kawaii fashion or any fashion at that matter. But, 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 but... I will agree with this counter. I have had the displeasure of coming across people and accounts that are exactly doing that, essentially participating in kawaii fashion, tagging kawaii aesthetic, and trying to be a part of the kawaii community but just, you know, pandering to a certain audience. I'm trying to skirt around things right now because I really do want this to get approved to be uploaded, okay? So basically what I'm trying to say is that there are people who do that they do it for profit or maybe they really have deluded themselves into thinking that what they're doing is okay i don't know i feel like that is less of a commentary on the kawaii community and more a commentary on um, explicit work. That is a whole other can of worms that I cannot get into. Moving on to the last bit of commentary, the last bit of controversy, if you will, and that has to do with Asian baiting, culture, appropriation, etc. Now, look, I am Japanese. I am Japanese-American. I am fourth gen. I'm gonna be 100% honest with you guys right now. Please, regardless of who you are, you should definitely wear kawaii fashion if you choose and want to. You should definitely participate in Japanese culture with, you know, of course, respect and grace. And truly appreciate all aspects of it and acknowledge all of it. Not just, ooh, this is cute and kawaii, I'm just gonna focus on that. Like, no, let's, let's recognize everything, okay? The history. Japan is much more than just, you know, anime and sunryo, okay? And I feel like, luckily, a lot of people already know that, you know? At least the people that I surround myself with know that. There have been a couple of people that I have seen that have actually genuinely Asian-baited. Like, when I thought that they were maybe, like, Weijin or something. And it turns out, nope, that is a whole white woman. And... I honestly think that 100% of the time, the people who are doing that have a special little link in their bio, if you know what I mean. So I guess my only question to them is... Are those profits really worth it? Cause that's disgusting. Oh my gosh, I could really pop off on my Patreon episode with this topic. Jeez. I feel like I've already said way too much. I'm sorry, I can't be the opinionless, impartial being that I hoped to be online in public. But... I tried my very very best. Thank you so much for listening and thank you to those of you who submitted the prompts that inspired today's episode. If you would like to have a hand in the direction of this podcast, please head over to my Instagram. You can look out for stories and polls and question stickers and you can always submit topics through DMs as well as tells. Everything is linked in the description of this podcast episode. And please have a wonderful day. I am hopefully, I really hope that I will once again catch you next week, but I think instead you can call me Dolly from now on. Take care. Bye-bye.